0: From architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater, Radio 111 presents Bonnie G. and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian.
1: And welcome to The Desert Scene. I'm Bonnie G. here with Brian Mendoza, my producer and uh, producer. jack-of-all-trades that keeps the show running we're very happy to welcome to the show today Steve Ross a cabaret singer and pianist who's going to be doing a a fabulous show as part of the CV rep uh, summer show series on Thursday June 16th 7 p.m. Hi Steve how are you
0: very well indeed. How
1: are you doing, Bunny? Oh, good, good. So um, this is really exciting. First of all, I noticed I'm looking at your bio. I want to jump to something that uh, you were born in New York, but at one point your family relocated to Bethesda, Maryland, and that was my old stomping grounds. I grew up in Maryland. Really? Yes, I grew up in oh. Maryland. Oh. And um, and then you uh, began playing prof- piano professionally at nightclubs in Washington D.C. and I, I grew up there and st- uh, stayed there uh, till I was about nine, eighteen, nineteen. Went away and then came back I'm for a while. So tell me, so tell me some of the places you played in D.C. I'm i love to know.
0: Well, that thank you for the. Uh, I think they were a generation before you, mm-hmm. unless your mother took you in a baby carriage to, <laughs> to a ragtime joint on Tenley Circle. I don't think you heard me, frankly. But maybe you did. I don't know. I, I left there in 1968. Okay. So I don't think we overlapped. But anyway, I certainly enjoyed my time when I was there. The first job, I was a great job. I love ragtime music. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a little ragtime joint on, you know where Tenley Circle is? Absolutely. Avenue in yes. Washington?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Of course. It was right there. It was, it's was it gone, long gone. Okay. And I worked at a when they first redid Southwest, uh, then they then that was the first redo, and then they redid it later for Arena Stage and everything. Mm-hmm. I worked at a place down there called the Place where Louis dwells, of all things, and a couple of other little nightclubby places, one on Thomas Circle, and and I honed whatever it is my skills by playing in these jobs. And oh, uh, yeah, I've done that. I did piano bars, and I did what. You do when you're starting out. Yeah, and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. But finally, I realized because I was born in New York and kept going back there, back and forth, all those years, mm-hmm. that I realized I just had to. Bite the bullet. It and sounds go as if you are doing something unpleasant, but I was a little fearful. But I decided make the move, get up here, and then see what happens. And uh, I never looked back.
1: Excellent. Now, so, so, did you know? Did you start very, very, very young as a, as a child doing piano and singing? Did you know right away that this was going to be your life's work?
0: Well, not really. I was a piano. My mother's a piano player, and I just took to it naturally. I think I played from when I was about six or seven, played by ear. Mm-hmm. Then we took all the lessons, and um, I continued to take lessons at Catholic University. But I knew that the, the discipline required to be a classical pianist was never going to be my choice, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I was too in love with the applause. Yeah. So, uh, I, but I played my ear, and I, that's how I made my way. You know, mm-hmm. I always thought, in the beginning, I thought, well, this is going to be something as I wait for the next thing. It has been the thing. Yeah. But the interesting thing is that I never sang. And uh, when I came to New York in 68, I was hanging out at this bar that fed, fed people, and I was interested in that. And one of the pianists uh, was let go or whatever, mm-hmm. let him let himself go. And the, the guy came up to me, hey, do you want a job? I've, I've seen you sit in, would you like the job? And I said, yeah, I'd love to. I had just signed a front office job, so I didn't mm-hmm. have to go to that. Mm-hmm. And he said, that, but you have to sing, too. Uh Mm -hmm. I I had sung two or three times in public I never thought I had a voice but I wanted the job so I said yeah of course so I kind of quickly mustered a few ballads and Mm -hmm. funny songs and and it realized that I can't even imagine now not perf- not singing. Right. But that was how it all started, economics.
1: <laughs> and sometimes that's, yeah, that's what happens. So uh, the great American songbook, particularly music of George Gershwin, Cole Porter, Irving Brolin, no-, no Coward, the best. Um, and I'm looking oh, yeah. I'm looking at this one quote here uh, regarding your interpretations of Cole Porter. Fellow cabaret pianist Michael Feinstein, love him, noted that Ross has an ability to create a reserve or an arch Quality that certain of his songs require, and that eludes other performers. Now, I'm a singer, also. I'm not. T- I'm oh. not sure what an arch quality means. What does he mean by that?
0: Well, um. Uh it is not the only thing that I create, but yeah. uh, they, they they were a little bit specialized. I mean, all of that crowd who wrote those lyrics in the uh, in the 30s, mm-hmm. they used a different kind of, they used a rather advanced vocabulary and presumed an educated or sophisticated audience. Audience, okay. Uh, I think that's what he's re- referring to. Okay. And I hope that I can do that and not appear to be putting on airs, I mm-hmm. think is what he means. Okay. Because I just do it because the words natural to me, and, and I do it. And it, it's a language that I'm very familiar with, so I think that's what he's referring to, actually.
1: Interesting, interesting. So the show that you're going to be doing at CV Rep, um, let's see, delicious, your delicious sense of humor, um, uh, featuring the music of Cole Porter. So wh- why did you decide to uh, focus on Cole Porter for this particular show?
0: Well, this, because I am very lucky to be known for my interpretations of Porter. He's my favorite composer, and this has been going on for many years. And I always uh, have the banner of Cole Porter near me, and then June 9th is his birthday. Mm -hmm. So uh, I always sing Cole Porter. This won't be all Cole Porter. It will be Cole Porter, as I said, and beyond. There'll be a lot of Irving Berlin and Fred Astaire and some French songs. But uh, mostly, well, I would say at least half, will be the Cole Porter songs that I just so... Enjoy singing all of these years the witty ones the passionate ones the ballads the uptunes he's he's just the guy that speaks to me in the most direct way at, mm-hmm. with his music and his words
1: and I'm trying to remember when when we lost Cole Porter because I, I don't think I think I think you might be a, I think you're a little too young to have known him I'm trying to remember the exact years here but did you ever uh, meet I, would, meet any I of these never people? met
0: him born in 91 I think he died in 73 okay uh I never I never met him sadly, yeah. uh, but uh, I mean, it wasn't one of the, he didn't show up at a places the way yeah. that some composers do. I mean, I might've met Noel Coward because he went to his own shows, mm-hmm. but he was before my time. Yeah. But the very first Broadway show I saw, it was, it was either one of his, Silk Stockings in the mm-hmm. 50s, or Pajama King, I think it was Silk Stockings. Uh-huh. And I just was so impressed by the cleverness, even as a young guy, with the cleverness of his lyrics. I've always been a great word person, a mm-hmm. logophile, I, I, although I don't write music. Mm-hmm. I love words and I love wordplay. That's why I'm an Anglophile, because I, uh, their fascination with, with words and language has always been very striking to me. So I was always drawn to him, but I was also drawn to him by the deep passion in which he sings. Yes. Yeah, uh, in which he writes rather. So he has such a wide range of songs to do. That's why I thought it might be interesting yeah. to do this program there.
1: Yeah. Now, have you ever have you been to Palm Springs before to perform?
0: I was at Palm Springs. You may remember this a few years ago uh, for a short-lived club called Blame It on Midnight.
1: Absolutely. Yes, I've been there. Remember yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then before that, I was with my beloved cabaret mother as it were julie wilson you oh may yes remember her yes she and i did a show with a couple of other guests at the annenberg okay. actually excellent so i've been priced there and i loved it I'm looking very much forward to re- renewing my acquaintances mm-hmm. and showing off my new songs
1: excellent now do you, so did you say do you write songs have you ever tried that have you ever wanted to
0: well uh, good question i may actually do one of them i'm i'm i don't uh, I, I was friends with Sammy Khan who, mm. uh, and I played a, a, and uh, he reminded me that he's a lyricist he wakes up thinking of lyrics he yeah. walks along the street thinking of <laughs> lyrics
1: yeah. but yeah. I
0: don't wake up of tunes, but every now and then the occasion arises where I compose something, and there's one particular song about Paris, and there'll be a lot of Paris Cole Porter stuff, that I think I will just lay out there because I'm quite proud of it. So I will do one of my tunes there, but I I have four or five that I like, but I really view myself much busier and with much more focus uh, on on preserving and performing these great songs which don't get enough play ever in my view so that's, that's why it is that I have very good things about this repertory company and I mean the, the, the theater that it's I'm going to a go to theater. it's
1: beautiful theater you'll love it it's a wonderful th- wonderful I so. space I'm sure yeah. I will
0: I hope yeah I, yeah. I hope so and I, all I need is a piano and a palm tree and a microphone and then I'm happy
1: <laughs> one, one more quick question before we go when you go when you get a chance to go uh, see other, other other cabaret performers other singers other pianists what do you look for what are you hoping to see and hear from someone else
0: tears. Ah. I'm hoping that I that I will well up and feel something so deep that brings tears to my eyes. doesn't happen very often. Okay. Uh, but that was what I wanted when I first heard Mabel Mercer, the great Diane of that. I wanted really to be moved and taken out of my ordinary zone, which which we go with, and we, we, we keep those things quiet. We keep them underneath. We don't right. uh, respond tearfully. Mm-hmm. But when you when you go and you're sitting there and the person is singing this beautiful poetic song, with about love that touches you, I always wait for a little bit of a moment where I can relate to that and my ears eyes well up. So I'm not I'm sitting there blubbering, but it's just a deep connection yes, to those songs.
1: I love it. All right, Steve Ross. The show is on Thursday, June 16th, 7 p.m. C V Rep. You can go to CVRep.org to get tickets. I'm going to be there with my sweetie. We're going to come oh, see you.
0: I'm so going to see you and meet you. Thank
1: you, Steve Ross. Thank you so very much for being here. And we'll talk to you all next time on The Desert Scene.